Welcome to the Level Up Bariatrics Podcast, where we talk about all things related to weight loss surgery. I'm your host, bariatric dietitian and fitness coach, Whitney Gibson, with exclusive interviews from my own patients, tips and tricks to keep you on track, and must-have list of resources. I'm here to help you crush those goals and teach you what it takes to not only survive, but thrive. Let's do it. Good morning, friends. It's Whitney, your bariatric dietitian. We are going to talk about survival mode today. And this relates to the top 10 items you need for your return home after weight loss surgery. I didn't just make these up. You know me. I'm, I'm interviewing patients and clients and looking around and seeing what all kind of people really like to see. Uh, you know, in terms of being prepared for after weight loss surgery. So this can be quite, you know, detailed. I didn't get really into detail with this. It's more general. There are some few things that are, you know, smaller detail. But uh, in general, these are the top 10 items that you need to make your return home a success. So from comfortable clothes to essential kitchen supplies, this list has everything you need to get started on your new life. And, you know, of course, if you've got something to add, you can always drop that in the comments and uh, below the podcast and we can add those next time or talk about them at another time. But you know, it's always helpful to share what has worked for you. So just to kind of make this a short and sweet podcast, I'll kind of fly through these a little bit, but we'll start with number one. So number one, yeah, it sounds a little bit cheesy, but a positive attitude about weight loss surgery is very necessary. So what a lot of people might tend to do is get home and they're just overwhelmed with all these little steps or big steps that they have to pay attention to. Maybe you've been practicing a lot of this stuff prior to surgery and then it's time to actually put it into play. Well, that can be a little bit overwhelming or a lot overwhelming. So and that can really mess with your attitude and your mindset, of course. But just know that everything is temporary, guys. Everything is temporary. So just like, you know, the one day at a time kind of um, <laughs> sentiment, you know, you, you can follow that if you want to. But, you know, having a positive attitude is the first thing. So keep in mind the big picture. Remember why you've chosen this route. Think about what amazing changes are coming your way, how much, how much better you're going to feel, Stay focused on having a good mindset. Do not be too strict or hard on yourself. You're going to mess up, I promise. Like you're, there's going to be days where you're not meeting your goals. You ate the wrong thing. Something didn't agree with you. Like there will always be something. You know, I do have my little freaks of nature every now and then. They're like, oh, I just haven't had any issues whatsoever. Everything's perfect. <laughs> but most cases, that's not happening. But you are human. This is all new. You're relearning. You're relearning how to eat with your new stomach and lifestyle. So along with proper guidance, following your dietary considerations and recommendations, just focus on the long-term health results. Um, this means that you're going to be treating your body well. It'll pay off in spades down the road, no matter how, no matter how difficult it becomes. Um, you know, everything, just know it's going to yield positive outcomes for years and years to come. Okay. Positivity. Number two, wear loose, comfortable clothing that won't put pressure on your incisions. So if you've already undergone surgery or if you're getting ready to, keep this in mind. It's time to loosen up your wardrobe. No more clingy fabrics or tight pants after surgery. Comfort is really the key. This is not forever. This is just while you're healing, of course. 
Make sure you keep your incisions happy by focusing on breathable, light fabrics and materials, giving them plenty of room to heal without being restricted or squashed. So whether you prefer dressing up in loungewear or rocking those PJs all day long, ensure your post-op wardrobe does not fight against your body's healing process. Number three, comfortable shoes for walking around. I kind of slap some hands with this because I see people, you know, it doesn't matter if you're obese, overweight, or fit. People walk around in flip-flops all the time. But especially if you're overweight, obese, just have weight loss surgery, you have a lot of weight. Think about it. your feet are your foundation. So you really need to have good supportive shoes. I don't care if you got to pay 100 200 bucks for them. This is all for your entire body, not just because of your feet. So finding shoes that support regular walking is a tall order, but there are options out there. Spending a bit of money on comfortable shoes that provide the support you need can pay off in the long run with all those aches and pains that are sure to come if you're in a cheapo pair of shoes. Not only will it support regular walks for managing weight loss, but it'll also reduce pains, aches from walking too much with the wrong kind of support. It pays to invest wisely in footwear that looks nice and feels right. So get out there, go get fitted for our thought orthotics if you need to. Go to Fit to Run and get a walking assessment on their treadmill that can tell you where you put the most pressure on your shoes. Whatever it is you have to do, go uh, spend a few bucks on some shoes because you will not regret it. And, you know, uh, while we're on that subject, um, you know, the more you wear those shoes, you, you might want to even get two pairs that you alternate. But, um, after a few months, you need to look at the bottom of those shoes. Is the tread wearing? Where is the tread wearing? If you're getting a lot of wear on that tread, it's already time to re-up. There will be a time where that's going to get less and less, especially if you are losing weight. There's less pressure and friction on the bottom of those shoes. But um, that doesn't mean that you are free to wear the same shoes forever after that. But, you know, you won't wear them out quite as quickly. Number four, your surgery and nutrition information. Make sure you have that whenever you come home for surgery. I used to tell my patients when I was in the office, take your nutrition guide with you to the hospital because you're going to be, you know, kind of fiddle farting around there, healing, trying to get your, uh, you know, faculties in order in order to go home. But you might get a little bit bored. What better time to read that information than when you're not doing anything? Um, but most certainly have that with you at all times when you get home. Are there things that you need to take out of your guide or print out and put on the fridge that you look at every single day? Like what is going to help you the most? What are you going to refer to the most? What what day is this? Are you moving on to your soft phase next or your pureed phase next? What do you need to have ready to prepare for that? That kind of thing. So just kind of being in the know of what's the next step or what's currently going on. Um, be in that present moment. Be prepared. Always be aware of what to look out for, you know, signs of dehydration. There's 10,000 things you, sh you should be reading or reviewing probably, but keep it with you at all times. Uh, number five, your medications that are prescribed by your doctor after weight loss surgery. So after weight loss surgery, your doctor should take a comprehensive approach and ensure that you're properly prescribed or appropriately prescribed for the journey ahead. Pain relieving medications for initial healing, for the physical strain of the operation, maybe you need that. Anti-nausea medication, maybe you need that. Um, what about those acid blockers? So more than likely all your providers are going to be, uh, or all your surgeons, whoever, will prescribe an acid blocking medication to help keep acid production at bay during your recovery. Make sure you have that and are taking it as directed. Um, but any other specific questions with your medications, you really do need to keep a handle on that with your um, provider. Um, 
while we're talking about that and while it's on my mind, medication. So when if you're on any kind of blood pressure medications for hypertension, um, that's really a common culprit for low blood pressure while you are losing weight at such a rapid pace. So when you are losing weight, remember your medication is is prescribed based upon your weight. Okay. So as you start losing weight, as you're, you know, losing water weight also, there's things that are going to be affected. So your blood pressure may go super low. So be aware of signs of low blood pressure, like just weakness, lightness upon uh, lightheadedness upon standing, clamminess, just feeling like garbage in in general. This could be because you're getting a super, super low amount of calories. It could be because you're dehydrated. Or it could be your blood pressure medication. But a good way to figure out or eliminate the uh, blood pressure medication part of it is check your blood pressure on a regular basis. 120 over 80. If it's too, too low, then it's most definitely that issue. You need to communicate that with your prescriber. Maybe they can cut it in half or uh, stop taking it all together. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying you need to have that conversation. So that could be the culprit. But nonetheless, number five. Make sure you're prepared with uh, your medication regimen after surgery. And this also will include your bariatric multivitamins. If you haven't started them prior to surgery, you will start them approximately maybe seven days. All programs are different after surgery. So keep that in mind. Number six, you should have a food scale. I'm actually going to do a video today, I think, social media video on how to use a food scale. So if you haven't used a food scale before, now's the time to start. Do you have to use it all the time? No. But it sure is nice to have when planning at least your protein intake. And I'm a huge stickler on planning your protein intake because you get midway through your day and you haven't planned or eaten what you've planned, then you're kind of screwed. You're like, eh, well, I'm not going to meet my protein intake today. Well, if that rolls in to the next day, to the next day, to the next day, and you're doing this weeks upon end, you're not getting the protein you need. That means you're not healing. That means you're not, your muscles aren't getting that. Your entire body's not getting the protein you need to maintain a good nutrition status. And that does affect your weight also. So whenever it comes to a food scale, um, it's nice once you visually educate yourself on, for example, what three ounces of chicken looks like. So we know three ounces of chicken this is per my, per the USDA food, USDA.gov food. Oh crap. I don't even, I don't even know what the website is, but it's the, uh, the USDA government site tells you exactly how much, how much protein is in a certain amount of food. So you can look it up if you want to, but three ounces of chicken is approximately 28 grams of protein. Well, how do you know if you're getting that 28 grams of protein from that chicken, if you're not weighing that chicken? So this is cooked chicken. Okay. First of all, so if you weigh uh, three ounces of chicken, then you know, okay, well, if I eat this three ounces of chicken today, by the end of the day, then I know I'm getting that full 28 grams. So that's the importance behind weighing things. No, you don't have to do it every day, but if you get, become a pro at visualizing what that chicken looks like, or if you pre, you know, measure it or pre, um, if you separate it into those three ounce portions for all week long, then you don't have to weigh it every time, obviously, but eventually you'll become comfortable with kind of quote unquote eyeballing it instead of constantly weighing, but it is necessary to have a food scale to a certain extent. It's really helpful in knowing whether you're meeting your goals. Uh, Number seven, meal prep containers. Oh yeah. Can't say enough about these. Meal prep containers are super beneficial, especially right after surgery or even long-term obviously, because you know, your meal sizes, let's say your meal sizes long-term don't really need to exceed one measured cup size. So if it can fit inside a one measured cup, then you're good to go. You're not really stretching the size of your stomach or, or compromising the size of your sleeve if you have a sleeve. Um, <clears throat> but it's nice to have 
four ounce containers at eight, eight ounce containers. So initially you may be aiming for half a cup capacity of food. So those are nice to have. And then eventually the eight ounce containers. But bowls and plates that you know will not exceed these amounts will take the guesswork out of whether you're staying within the recommended serving sizes because it's kind of hard to eyeball that if you're getting served something at a restaurant, right? And, um, but, you know, situations like that we'll have to talk about separately. But just knowing what serving sizes are appropriate for your current post-op diet phase, that's, that's the important part. Number eight, a designated water bottle. So staying hydrated during the day is almost an art form after weight loss surgery, and it's it's a mastery we can't, I don't know. It isn't a mastery we can achieve overnight. That's for sure. I've had tons of people practice this prior to surgery and they still struggle with it after, but eventually you're going to learn your rhythm. Uh, remembering to sip throughout the day, keeping it separate from meal times, that can seem like a full-time, full-time job, honestly. And thankfully for those who struggle to remember to down enough ounces, a water bottle is usually there to save the day. So one that accompanies you throughout the day, like during your errands, at the gym, just driving in the car, just constantly having something next to you is really key. Um, get used to that prior to surgery if you're if you're not at uh, to surgery yet. Dehydration is a genuine concern after weight loss surgery. So if you're not on top of it, you can quickly fall behind on your goals. Set alarms as reminders. Remember that sugar-free or low-sugar liquids can count toward your hydration goals. Also keep in mind that things like protein waters, that's, that can count toward your protein intake and your, li uh, your clear liquid category as well, or your liquids for hydration. So eventually you want to aim for 64 ounces of clear fluids daily. Uh, number nine. A reflection journal and logging tool. I put these together. I cheated. Um, so a reflection journal. I know this isn't some people's jam by any means, but, you know, weight loss surgery can really play a toll on your mental status. It really can because, you know, a lot of people may deal with body dysmorphia. They may deal with, you know, they just, they're just too hard on themselves. They didn't do enough that day. They didn't meet their goals. I mean, there's tons of reasons why we might beat ourselves up at the end of the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. But a reflection journal can really help to um, point out areas where you struggle, um, what you might not understand at the moment, what you're feeling at the moment, and why you didn't accomplish your goals. Like, you, it's just always kind of nice to know what were you going through that day? You know, what, what happened that day to where it affected you? And if you're looking back at that and reading these journal entries, you can kind of learn from your mistakes instead of just keeping it in your head and then dumping it a day later. So you can always revisit these. Um, and they can be helpful to kind of be upfront and honest with yourself through this entire process. So you want to address triggers. What triggered you that day to want to have those three Oreos or, or eat that whole piece of cake versus the half piece of cake? Journal your struggles and difficulties. Celebrate your wins and accomplishments. Um, so maybe at the end of that journal, every day you tally up or make a couple columns. What did you win at today? What do you want to do better at tomorrow? Or what do you want to keep at the forefront of your mind? no matter how small or big. In addition to journaling, I did add on tracking calories just as a form of accountability. Tracking calories and exercise is another highly recommended practice to stay true to the course and achieve ultimate success. Seeing what you're constantly doing and working on keeps you aware. If you just totally stop, stop tracking uh, you're not tracking your exercise. Basically, you're not, uh, you're not tracking your productivity at all it's very easy to slip off track. 
I'm guilty of this on an every freaking daily basis. I'm not kidding. I'm a coach that needs a coach. But, you know, talking about this kind of stuff and really keeping things in front of you for accountability systems, that's the most important thing. If you have those tools there for you, that's the first step. Actually starting to use those tools, that's the second step. Using them consistently, that's the third step. And you'll eventually get there if you feel and you're you're getting feedback from yourself from these things, you will understand the value of it. Number 10, the last thing, a sound support system and dependable resources. Super important. I cannot say enough about having a good support system during the entire weight loss surgery process, both before and after. Watching videos of others who have been through it can be so motivating. Listen to podcasts. Listen to my podcast. Speak with your dietitian regularly. Discuss your needs and goals with your family and friends. Who are those people who affect your movements, who affect your behaviors? Who are these people that throw you off course? You know, really have these conversations with those people and get them to know and understand what your goals are, what your intentions are, and ask for their support. I don't know of anybody who's ever asked for someone's support. Well, I don't know of anybody. I'm sure this has happened. And people just look at you square in the face and say, no, I'm not going to support you. I don't think it's worth it. Like most people are going to be like, sure, I'll support you. I would love to do that. But use social media for motivation, not just for meaningless scrolling. I mean, I use TikTok every day. Sure, do I watch it to laugh at funny dog videos? Yeah. But I also really take what I personally want to work on. I look up videos about it and I get inspiration that way. I bookmark them. I revisit them. So just keeping those things in the forefront of your mind are, are invaluable. So, but these people are the ones that will accept your desire to change, support you no matter what. So if you have an idea of what to have, well, now you have an idea of what to have at your fingertips after surgery. This is super valuable. All of these suggestions came from people who have either experienced weight loss surgery firsthand or, um, you know, they've lived with somebody that, or, you know, maybe it's a spouse. Um, these conversations I've, I've not taken lightly and I really wanted to put it out there what, what other people are recommending. So these are tried and true. These items will ensure you're off to a great start to feeling confident and ready for your own surgery experience. If you liked this, listen to more. Follow me, share my podcast. If you are interested in being on my podcast, please reach out. You can shoot me an email or a comment uh, below this podcast and I'll hook up with you. But um, until then, next time, can't wait to talk to you again. We'll be doing some new and exciting things, motivational tips, strategies on how to succeed with weight loss surgery. See you next time. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it. But don't forget to give it a good rating so others like yourself can find us. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Level Up Bariatrics to be the first to know about new things we have in store for you. Until next time.